Hi, everyone, and welcome. I am super geeked out and excited for my guest today. I will give you her formal information in just one moment, but I want to say we connected. I feel like she is my soul sister. So this is going to be an episode that you want to tune into, that you want to listen to over and over again. It's going to have a ton of great information. But I think this is just going to be a relationship that's going to last. So you will be hearing more and more of Miss Karen in days to come. So officially, let me introduce and welcome our guest today, Karen Martell. She is a certified transformational nutrition coach and women's hormone and weight loss expert, founder of the revolutionary program on track, a woman's hormone balancing and weight loss program. She's also host of the top-rated women's health podcast, The Other Side of Weight Loss, that I have been listening to forever, even before we connected. I just love the information that Karen gives on that. After struggling with her own health issues, like many of us have, that's how we come to help you all, Karen was determined to bring her knowledge to others with a bold new approach to women's health and weight management. Karen's passion lies in helping women break through weight loss resistance and find their personal weight loss code through diet variation and hormone optimization. We always say that word. Karen is a health leader and researcher determined to revolutionize weight loss for the modern woman. So Karen, thank you so much for taking the time to be on here. I'm excited to talk. Me too, Amy. This is great. And this is just the start, like you said. And Amy's going to be on my podcast soon too. So be sure to tune into that. That's going to be fun. Yeah, Yeah. definitely. (laughs) Are you finally at your wits end where you are tired of dealing with doctor after doctor? Maybe you've spent thousands on integrative or functional practitioners that have not helped you at all because they don't know the thyroid and hormones. They're not even testing properly. So come work with myself and my team. We prescribe to all 50 states and parts of Canada. I have you covered. I've been building this team for years so that I could help you no matter where you are. All you have to do is click the link in the show notes, book a free application call. We're going to go over your current health situation, what worked, what hasn't worked, all the things. And then we will pair you up with the right program for you where we will do it all. You will come out the other side of the program, totally optimized, getting your life back. You're going to recognize the person you see in the mirror again. Doesn't that sound absolutely amazing? Well, it might sound like you don't even believe it, but I promise you, I promise you, we will take good care of you. So click the link in the show notes, book a call today, and we'll be talking to you soon. (laughs) <laughs> so today I want to dive into a couple different topics that are just right in your wheelhouse. Um, so I really want to dive into hormonal weight loss resistance first, mm-hmm. because I know you see a lot of this in your practice. I see a ton of it in my practice. So let's just start there and let this flow. Mm-hmm. Kind of deep dive into that and, and tell me what you see and what you do for these women that are just, they can't lose weight no matter what. Yeah, it's it's a sad thing because I feel like there's not a lot of people that are talking about it, like practitioners and coaches that are realizing that this is a growing epidemic for women right now, which is women that are taking care of their body. They are eating right. They are exercising. They're maybe even doing like the whole self-care meditation, doing everything that they've been told to do. And yet 
they cannot lose weight or they might, you know, every time they hop on a new diet, they'll lose a few pounds and then they just stall out and they're going, what is wrong with my body? And they blame themselves. They'll come to me going, well, you know, Karen, I'll, I do eat a square of chocolate every week. And I'm like, listen, your square of chocolate every week is not the cause of your weight loss resistance. Yeah. But this is what women think because there's no information about it out there. It's, you know, well, I'm on, you know, a ton of Facebook forums for, you know, keto groups and fasting groups. Cause I like to just see what, what the masses are talking about. And every day, if I go in there, I will see some woman, never a man, some woman that comes online to say, I've been doing keto now for six months and it's, you know, this has gotten better and this has gotten better, but I haven't lost any weight or a carnivore. Someone just recently on a carnivore one. I, I've been following carnivore now since September and I've, I've been following it really, you know, to a T I feel better. I haven't lost any weight. And every time you'll get, you know, 50 different people and they all say the same thing in the comment section, which is drop your carbs more. You're, you're eating too much protein. You need to fast more, go down to one meal a day, go carnivore, go keto, um, restrict, restrict, restrict more, more, more. And so these women are getting the absolute wrong advice that is destroying their system. Now, not to say that there's the odd person that maybe they are eating too much protein or they are eating too much calories. I've worked with women that had no clue that, you know, their one cup of macadamia nuts was a thousand calories that they're eating every day. But in general, these women have hormonal weight loss resistance. And it happened to me, this was this is why I do what I do because I think we're going on 13 years ago now where after the birth of my first child, I lost all of my pregnancy weight. And then I suddenly was just gaining weight. And like after a year of breastfeeding, you know, back to my normal size. And then suddenly for no reason started to gain weight and all of these other issues. And I'm 33 at the time. And so all of a sudden I've got, you know, digestive problems. I've got skin rashes. I've got hormonal migraines like crazy where I would have like 10 days of migraines. Mm -hmm. I was tired. I was so bloated. It looked like I was pregnant by the end of the day and severe insomnia. I had severe PMS. And so what did I do? And I've always been a researcher, always been a health junkie. So I was like, okay, well, I'll then try this diet. So I went from diet to diet, exercise program to exercise program. And I really, truly was eating really well, maybe not for my body at that time, but I was eating, you know, whole grains, lower fat, like things that definitely I know now don't work with my body, but I wasn't eating processed foods. I wasn't eating cookies and cakes and hiding sugar or anything like that. Like I didn't have a food problem. So I was eating well. I was working out harder than I'd ever worked out before in my life where I was going to boot camp. I had hired a personal trainer and, you know, I'm around all these other women in these boot camps and I'm going, why do I not look like that? Like I'm here every day working out the same, probably eating way better than any of these women. And I'm just getting fatter and fatter and fatter. And nobody, nobody would have said to me at that time, it's your hormones. 
And I had to figure it out for myself. And lucky for me, I'm a researcher. So I dove into the research and decided there's something else wrong. Like I've tried every diet under the sun right now. I went from, you know, vegan, vegetarian, the zone, Atkins, um, juicing, fasting, you name it, I did it. Nothing worked. And I was like, something else is going on here. And I finally got a naturopath to test my hormones for me. And sure enough, they were a mess. And they, you know, my estrogen was way too high, progesterone too low. My cortisol was shot. It was terrible. And nobody would have told a 33-year-old woman, it's your hormones. My doctor put me on an antidepressant. She put me on a sleeping medication, like got all of you. I was on every supplement under the sun, but it was my hormones. So it took time. Like it definitely wasn't an overnight thing. It's something that I had to really work at. There was emotional stuff tied into it, which was part of the cortisol stuff and lifestyle had to change. I stopped the boot camp, started going to yoga, um, started on some progesterone cream at that time and some adaptogens. And it took, you know, a year or so before the weight started to come off. I had to find the right diet for me at that time, which was paleo that got rid of a lot of the symptoms. And slowly my body started to lose weight. And I just thought afterwards, I'm like, there's more women out there and they all are being, everyone thinks that they're really these, you know, closet eaters that aren't telling the truth that they really aren't working out. And the, the truth of it is, is majority of them are doing really well. And as far as that goes, and it's their hormones that aren't are causing the weight loss resistance. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's why I chime with you so well too, is because that I have such a similar story. So I completely feel your pain when you know you're trying everything, everything, Mm -hmm. and nothing is working. And then you have to research, you have to look, you have to be your own advocate. So that's really what brought you to the place of helping other women as well, because you went through it, you know, the frustration firsthand. Yeah, absolutely. And then my thyroid went, you know, that was, that took years to uncover like yourself. I've got a reverse T3 problem. Nobody told me that nobody even understood reverse T3. I had to figure it out for myself. And I was lucky that one of my closest friends was a thyroid expert that also had a reverse T3 problem. I'll rest and thank goodness for that. Or else I would never have known that you can't even test for reverse T3 in Canada. That's how sad it is. So nobody would have, my I got it tested, but my naturopath didn't know what to do with it. And he's just, oh, this is fine. This is in normal range. Well, it wasn't, it was too high, but which I'm sure your listeners understand that now because thanks to you. (laughs) But yeah, all of these things and nobody's saying like, oh, hey, it could be your hormones. We all think that it's, that's gonna, that stuff is gonna happen to us when we're in our fifties. And and then we do see it then too. The perimenopause is another thing. And I work with a lot of women in perimenopause who gain a ton of weight because their hormones are shifting and they are told to suck it up by their doctors in, in nicer words. Sometimes yeah. I've actually had recently some doctors that were real, really not nice to their patients and said, basically, what good is hormone testing going to do? You need to just get through this. Here's your antidepressant. Right. And work out harder. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, Eat less, exercise more. And here's the bandaid. Exactly. Yeah, they are. They're all of them are being told that. And it's ridiculous. 
It's so frustrating. And then you become frustrated for them because you know what it feels like, but you're like, yeah. oh, why are you talking to your patients that way? That's wrong. Yeah. 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 Ignorant. And they don't understand it. The doctors are not taught hormones, not, not the way we know hormones, you and I, Amy, they are not taught that. They're not taught about bioidentical hormone therapy. That's they have to actually go back to school and take like extracurricular schooling, <laughs> basically, yeah. in order to learn that. And most of them, well, they don't care. I mean, they're a family physician. They're not going to care about something like that. They're going to pay the money to learn about it. So it's up to us as practitioners to share the knowledge and for the, our listeners to say, oh yeah, I'm going to take my health into my own hands because that is what you have to do. So a woman comes to you and where do you start in terms of guiding her to get everything checked? Like, What do you like to see? What do you like to use in terms of testing? Where do you start with people? Yeah. I always start actually with diet and because there's so many women that are eating the wrong, following the wrong diet, eating the wrong diet for what's happening to them hormonally. And sometimes it's better to find out kind of hormonally what's happening beforehand. But the diet, I find you have to kind of remove a lot of these inflammatory foods or, and just start to eat really clean if you're not already doing so. That, that has to come first because so many of the the hormones can get better by just changing the diet. And it can be that simple. If you've already been following a really clean diet and you, you know, you feel like you are doing everything right, then the next step is you have to test because you could sit there, like I've got this awesome quiz on my website and it's a great starting point, but I tell them right up front, like this is just a quiz. And there's so many symptoms of hormonal imbalance that are so much like each other, right? They overlap each other. There's so, like low cortisol and high cortisol. A lot of the symptoms overlap each other. Um, you know, estrogen dominance and, you know, deficiency of progesterone. There's two different types of estrogen dominance. So you could have very fine levels of estrogen, but not in comparison to progesterone. Your progesterone might be too low, but then there's some women that have totally great levels of estrogen. It's just that their, their estrogen is off, you know, way too high and they have estrogen dominance and their progesterone is normal, but their estrogen is too high. So there's two different things there. There's either way too high estrogen dominance, or there is totally fine estrogen levels, but too low progesterone in comparison. So those, those things will, those symptoms will overlap each other, but they take a different protocol to, to get back into balance. Same with the low to high cortisol, same with testosterone and the insulin resistance. So there's these hormones that have many similar symptoms. So you can take these quizzes and it can shed some light on, okay, yeah, I definitely think, especially if you're going through the quiz and you're ticking, yes, 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 I've got so many of these problems. Well, then you know you've got some serious hormonal imbalances happening and, and it's worth then spending the money to test farther. And I always say test, don't guess. You could spend the next few years going through all the different supplements and different practitioners trying to figure out what's the matter with you. Which hormones is it? I think I've got low cortisol. I hear that all the time. And right. then you check and you're like, ah, uh, no, your cortisol is totally fine, but your estrogen isn't or whatever it might be. Yep. So I always say, don't waste the money not testing because you could go through so much time and effort and supplements, like gosh, thousands on supplements alone to just go, oh, 
it's, you know, I'm going to spend this hundred bucks, get my hormones tested with my doctor and find out everything I need to know. Like, it's just, you got to test. So whether or not you can do, you know, there's some women that I suggest doing serum blood work with their MD, try and get their MD to do it, which can be challenging. Um, if that's the case, then you can get, you can get everything now online on your own. There's let's get checked, which is an at-home service. I sell saliva hormone test kits and blood spot test kits that are shipped to your home. You do it, you send it in, they send the results. Like, yeah, you pay a little bit more for those, but it's, it is a hundred percent worth it. Yeah, absolutely. I'm with you on the test. Don't guess because with Dr. Google now, People yeah. will be coming to you. Women will most likely come to you as they do to me saying, well, I- I'm convinced this is what it is. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I have all the symptoms of X, Y, Z. I go, well, you do, but those are also the symptoms of hypothyroidism. Those are also the symptoms of estrogen dominance. Those are also the symptoms. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, they, they cross over so much that you absolutely have to test and fully test to get that entire picture. You can't just do, and I love how a, a lot of doctors think that women only have estrogen as a hormone. So yeah, when yeah. you ask for a full hormone panel, they get estrogen. Yeah. Like, well, how about those other ones? Yeah. Or just, just TSH, right? Yeah. I mean, we oh. all know that that's so classic for every doctor in North America. When you say, I think I have a thyroid problem. Yep. Well, your TS, I had a lady the other day whose T3 was under the range and her TSH was normal. And her doctor said, nope, you do not have a thyroid problem because your TSH is fine. Even though she actually did test the free T3. I was like, oh my God. This, I said, that's so clear that your doctor has no idea how your thyroid works. So no idea. Do, please do not take that, right? Like, oh, but yeah. So basic, I, I always want women to take basic blood work. If they can do more extensive testing, like saliva hormone testing, I think that that's preferred, especially if you're still in your fertile years. If you're in menopause, then serum can be as accurate as the saliva is. Cortisol, you always want to test saliva. But just basic stuff, like you want to get your hemoglobin A1C, it's a three-month look at your blood sugar. You want to do things like your estrogen and your progesterone on day 21 if you're still cycling. You want to do sex hormone binding globulin if you're going to be testing through serum. Uh, What else? Uh, The full thyroid panel, like we were just talking, including the antibodies, including reverse T3. It's very, very key. And it does not matter if you've been told your whole life that you don't have a thyroid problem. Please, you guys know this because you listen to Amy. Test all of the thyroid markers. Um, I always, I don't know about you, Amy, but I always tell women, if you can't, if if, if you're on a budget and you don't want you want to only test what you have to test for, uh, a good tool to use is taking your basal body temperature. Do you use that, Amy? I do. Yep. Taking yeah. the vitals. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So take your basal body temperature. Um, you can take your heart rate, things like that. But your basal body temperature, if it's not on average reaching that 98.6 in the afternoon, 98.4, especially in the second half of your cycle, then you then th- that tells you that maybe there is a thyroid problem and there's other things that can cause a lower temperature but at least then you would be like okay no my temperature is consistently coming under if it's fluctuating a lot that could mean that there's an adrenal um, aspect to it. So then maybe it would be worth getting the money to spend, you know, on the cortisol test to see what's going on and the thyroid test. And if that's where you have to start, great. But that's that's a $10 
hack that you can use before you go spend a bunch of money on testing just to say, okay, I think I have a thyroid problem. I'm going to buy the, the temperature, the thermometer, take my temps for a few weeks. And if they're consistently under, then you can go, okay, I think I'm going to, I think it's worth spending the money on a thyroid panel now. Right. So there's little things like you can take your, you can buy your own blood sugar monitor. And I always tell women, if you're trying to lose weight, it's a really good tool to have. You can get them online for some, you know, 50 bucks or whatever it is. So cheap. You can even get your doctor to sometimes write a prescription for it and get some more money off of it. But it's a tool that we should all be using if we're trying to lose weight because A, we don't know what our blood sugar is doing every day. And it can tell you so much about the foods that you're eating, about how your sleep is affecting your blood sugar, right? You don't have a good mm-hmm. night's sleep. You'll see your blood sugar go up in the morning a lot of the time. Horrible. You, horrible. And you can take, you can test different foods, what I call carb tolerance testing. So because some people, they do really well on certain carbohydrates, for instance, like fruit, and they can eat fruit till the cows come home and they never gain a pound. And then there's the next person will come along and their blood sugar goes through the roof. So you can do this carb tolerance testing to really fine tune your diet, which it, this is what this whole thing comes down to is you have to find your weight loss code and that's going to look different for everybody. So you can't go jumping on these forums and taking the advice of all those keto people and carnivore people because it's worked for them. If you're not losing weight, there is something else happening in your system. And so you need to figure out what that is. And that's going to be the right diet for you. It's going to be the right hormone balances for you, you know, whether or not you need a bioidentical, or maybe you just need some support somewhere, maybe you need some thyroid medication, whatever it might be, you need to focus on what's good for you, not what's good for everybody else on Facebook. I love how you call it the weight loss code too, because I'm always saying very something very similar. Don't go by your brother's girlfriend's sister's (laughs) supplements and diet because she heard it would be good on Dr. Oz. It's not going to work for you just because it works for this person. Yeah. And, and and you're right. Calling it a weight loss. It's your weight loss code. It's what actually works for you and your body. Yeah. And we have to go in with patience with ourselves with it because we're so used to a lifetime of going on to the next best thing because to us, it's a quick fix. It's like, well, I just go keto. I just start fasting and boom, all my weight should just come right off. Well, great if it does, but if it doesn't, then you need to take a step back and go, okay, I need to have some patience with myself and realize this is a journey. It's not, it's not going to happen overnight. My body's more complicated than, you know, Mary Beth at work or whatever it is, you know, like you have to get, get, let go of that quick fix mentality, which we're all looking for. We want that diet that's going to come along. That's going to be like miraculous. And for some people, it is sometimes, especially with diets like keto and fasting, like for some people, it is like so like a miracle where it's like, finally, they have no struggle with food. They lose all their weight. They're just joyous. But then there's this group of women that it's not good for them and it's not good for what their hormones are doing at this time. And you have to be open to that. Mm-hmm. And patience, yep. patience, patience. because we all ah, want to get day. We, we do. do. Yeah. 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 And you can't think for yourself. I can't think for myself. I, I, there's sometimes I'll get lab work back and I'm like, 
No, I don't even want to process this myself. Here, somebody <laughs> else look at it. Tell me what you think. <laughs> you can't think for yourself. And that's where you need a guide. You need a coach. You need somebody to say, stop doing a different diet every other week. Yes. And yeah. let's figure out what is going to work for you. Yeah, because a lot of women, they'll even listen to my podcast and be like, oh, I love your podcast, but I'm really overwhelmed. And it's like, well, yeah, because I'm not giving you this one sentence answer to all your problems, which most practitioners that are following one set of diet rules is going to tell you. And so I'm going to give you a whole bunch of different options and you're going to have to try to figure it out for yourself or you get a health coach to help you. Mm -hmm. And that's where working with people, you can, hey, maybe you do try something that you believe is going to be absolutely right for Susie Q. And then when you're working with her, you go, you know, well, we need to adjust some things. And that's where it really helps to have practitioner like yourself guiding and helping. Yeah. Yeah. I had a girl yesterday who joined my group and she, she writes down this long uh, post about what she's been going through. And she said, yeah, I started keto last year and I've just been gaining weight. And I was like, and she said, is that possible to gain? Like, is this because of the keto diet? Am I eating? I've been told I'm eating too much protein. <laughs> so, and so I got on there and I told her like, you know what, you can absolutely gain weight on keto. I said, there could be a genetic factor. It could be a hormonal thing that's making you gain weight, but absolutely you can gain weight on keto. I hear it all the time. And so the day goes on and later in the day I go back and I check and she says, um, so if I'm going to be doing keto, she says, should I just do X, Y, Z to the meal plan? And I'm like, why are you doing keto when you just told me you've been gaining weight? Why are you still holding on to it? Right. Like, this is the answer <laughs> because guess what? For you, it's not, not at right. this time, but it's so interesting how we get this tunnel vision and we get stuck because we see other people being successful on those diets. Oh. That's the biggest thing too, is if they see people, especially celebrities before and after, or even just run-of-the-mill people, yeah. average shows posting their before and after of what worked for them. You, I mean, That's what marketing is, right? You look at it and go, I want that to be me. It's like when I look at the Victoria's Secret catalog and think, if I buy that bathing suit, it's going to look like that on me. No, it's not. That's why they hire five foot six models and I'm five two. It's yeah. not going to work. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Yeah, it just amazes me how often I hear that. I had a girl too recently that came who hadn't had her period for two years since going carnivore and then now wants to try and get pregnant and she's still doing carnivore. And I'm like, but why are you doing it when you have no period? Like that's telling your body, that's telling you that your body's in a survival state. It's in such a survival state. It's shutting down your fertility, Mm -hmm. but yet she still kept doing it. It was just like mind blowing, truly. Yeah. 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 And I, I loved your, your talk with Paul Saladino too. I love that you guys could bring your knowledge to the table and have an educational debate about the pros and cons of carnivore. Yeah. Um, so in all of your experience, then what, what diet have you found? I, I, I don't know if we can narrow it down because we're both talking about personalization of nutrition, but what have you found that works for hormone dysfunction, hypothyroidism? Yep. That's a good question because I definitely, I've been doing this a long time and there's definitely things that I see work better than other things. So 
what I like to do is kind of go by hormone type. So if depending on which hormones are out of balance is what diets diet I would recommend. Now, in general, I do recommend a primal based diet. So whether that's paleo, autoimmune, paleo, keto, carnivore, um, I'll even throw fasting into there because that seems to be part of the primal world more so. So I tend to use those because when you have, when you are overweight or you're experiencing weight loss resistance and hormone dysfunction, there's going to be a level of inflammation happening in your body because of that. Your gut may have some problems. Our gut has so much to do with our hormones. So eating a nutrient rich diet that's high in good fats because we make our hormones from good cholesterol. And we get that good cholesterol from good fat. So we want the good fat in there. We want anti-inflammatory, which means for a period of time, at least no grains, no beans, because they do tend to be more inflammatory. They do tend to hold more of a sugar punch, they're carbohydrates. So your sugar, the amount of sugar that you're going into your system is going to go up. And that doesn't matter if you're quinoa, brown rice, like those things can be great for some people. But when you're trying to fix a hormone problem and you're trying to reverse weight loss resistance, you need to, your body doesn't go, oh, it's brown rice. We're not going to convert this to all to this, you know, 30, 40 grams of carbohydrates that it contains. It's just sugar to your body, no matter what, it gets converted. So your body doesn't say that it's, oh, it's whole grain, brown rice. It's okay for me. Not when you're in that inflamed state and your body's telling you that you can't handle those foods right now. That doesn't mean that not that one day you may be able to have those sometimes. You know, now I can have rice once in a blue moon. I can't always have it, but there's things that I can now incorporate because my gut has healed. I've, I'm very low inflammatory most of the time. So now I can afford to do that at, at times. So to begin with, I usually do recommend one of the primal based diets, depending on what their hormones tell me. So if a woman comes in and she's got insulin resistance, type two diabetes, estrogen dominance, maybe some PCOS, um, polycystic ovarian syndrome, high testosterone, which goes along with high blood sugar, that hormonal type are pro they probably do need to do some fasting, some keto, maybe even carnivore. Carnivore can, can reverse insulin resistance faster than any diet I've ever seen. Like I've seen people that have followed keto for a year and still had type 2 diabetes or insulin resistance. They do carnivore and literally in one week, their blood sugar goes to normal. One week. So those people, I think you need to do that. You need to do keto, you need to do carnivore for a period of time and as little time as possible. So maybe that might be one month, it might be three months. We watch that blood sugar, we wait for it to start correcting itself. But as soon as possible, I start to put some good healthy carbs back in. So that might be in the form of sweet potato, maybe some fruit, um, maybe some starchy vegetables, things like that. But I, I, then I start to cycle in and out of the carbs. So carb cycling, and I'm sure everyone's heard of that before. And that's so that their metabolism doesn't start to go down because inevitably it does with keto with one meal a day. OMAD is, you know, it's very, very popular right now. And when you're eating one meal a day, that's, you know, you're lucky if you're going to get 700 calories. 
And so people say, well, I'm just not hungry. This is so great. I've lost this amount of weight. And I think, yeah, but what are you doing to your metabolism with eating 700 calories a day? And you you know, Amy, what's it doing to our thyroid? Tanking it. Yeah, absolutely. Tanking. Yep. Yeah, absolutely tanking it. So sooner the better you got to start to signal to the system that there's food around, that there's carbohydrates around, that there's no need to lower that metabolism and to lower thyroid function. Then if the next person comes along and they've got hypothyroidism, it's not being, it hasn't been treated properly like most when we meet, right? They are either not treated at all or they're undertreated with their medication or they're on the wrong kind of medication, like a T4 only medication. Yep. So these women come in, they're super tired. There's always an adrenal problem, always that co- coexists with a hypothyroidism. So we've either got too low cortisol, we've got too high cortisol, they're hypothyroid, their their thyroid is just pooched. It's not where it should be at all. Mm-hmm. You can't throw that person on a ketogenic diet. And yet they're being told all over the internet, keto and carnivore does not slow down thyroid. Well, I did a whole podcast about this and I dove into all the research there was on PubMed about what fasting and keto and carnivore, low carb diets, what they do to your thyroid. And it can happen. The research shows within two weeks, your thyroid can go down when you are following a low carb diet and a low calorie diet too. So now is not the time for that person to start losing weight. Actually, now is the time to nourish their body, take out the inflammatory foods. So if maybe if they've got Hashimoto's, they would do an autoimmune paleo for a couple months, bring down that inflammation as fast as possible, go paleo if they can't do autoimmune, but just remove those inflammatory foods. When your body's in that state of being so hypothyroid and adrenal issues, we know there's a leaky gut involved in that. And so you need to give your system a break. And that means not just taking out gluten, because a lot of people are like, well, I took out gluten, I don't feel any better, because they're told to go gluten-free with a thyroid problem. But if your gut is leaking enough, then your body can take in things like gluten-free anything, rice, quinoa, whatever it is, and your body still sees it as gluten and will still attack your thyroid. It's called genetic mimicry. So you just need to get rid of those foods. Give your system a break. It doesn't mean that you can't have some brown rice one day, (laughs) but just let the inflammation come down. Start feeding your system the right nutrients. Start working on the adrenal system. Work on getting the thyroid optimized either on medication or getting rid of the hypothyroidism um, because there's so many types of hypothyroidism as Amy has told you. Um, So you want to, you know, build up some groundwork. And then when you have those things all in place and you feel good and your thyroid's optimized, you're eating a healthy diet, you're not calorie restricting, you're not over-exercising, you're just simply focusing on nourishing. And you would be so surprised to see how many women, it would just naturally, the weight starts to come off without even trying. If it doesn't, then once they're optimized, and we know that their thyroid is where it should be, and their guts where it should be, and they're feeling so much better, then they can put the efforts into losing weight. So that might be exercising some more, that might be doing a little bit of 
calories restriction, you know, what I call calorie cycling. So you can kind of go in and out of calorie, you know, you do two weeks of trying to lose some weight by calorically restricting. Mm -hmm. And then you come back out of it to make sure that you don't harm your thyroid, feed the system some normal calories, and then you can go back into it and you can do this kind of in and out so that you don't harm the system. So there's, you can see there's, that's two very different protocols, depending on where that person's hormones are. Mm -hmm. And that same with like low cortisol, if you have any sort of adrenal issues, you don't want to be doing one meal a day or fasting because it is a stressor. Even all the fasting experts in the world, the Jason Fungs of the world, all of them will tell you, yes, it's a, it is a stressor to the system. So you have to be careful. Your adrenaline goes up, your cortisol goes up. So if you've already got that problem, then you're just, it's like, you're just taking a broom and you're just beating your adrenals more and more and more. And so even if you lost weight on it, doesn't matter. You're still harming the body in the meantime, because you're, you're already in a state of too high cortisol or too low cortisol. And by going on those diets is going to make it worse. So for somebody like that, they would just, you know, maybe a paleo based diet. So they're still removing inflammation. They're keeping blood sugar stable. They're nourishing. They're not trying to lose weight. They're just trying to heal the adrenal system right now. And then once things go, you know, get better, then they can put the efforts into losing weight. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And I always tell people your metabolism is like a wet pile of leaves which is maybe a bad analogy, but I always think of it as, you know, when, when it's fall and you get the leaves on the ground, they're soaking wet, you're not going to be able to burn the leaves. You have to let them dry out. Then you have to get some kindling. Then you have to light the fire. And, and people who come to you and I, their metabolisms are shot, be it thyroid, be it hormone, be it too much fasting, starving, you know, thinking to, that they have to eat less and exercise more. Now they've tanked their, their metabolism, doing the HCG diet with 500 calories a day. Yeah. And, and right now their metabolism is nothing. So oftentimes I say, you know, it, your metabolism is like a wet pile of leaves. We have to get that going again. So if you don't lose weight that first month, even that second month, that's okay. Because if you don't gain like you were all the months prior, then that's a win. So, I mean, you, you said it best, again, going back to the patients, having patients, um, personalizing this for people, even the, the testing of the blood sugar, like you said, but test the blood sugar then to see if maybe in two months your body can handle a piece of fruit or that brown yeah. rice. Maybe it will, maybe it won't, but we can test yeah. that and see. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And for some people that are really, you know, have really trashed their system, I hate to say it like that, but unfortunately this is, and and you guys don't get me wrong. I've trashed my own system. (laughs) Don't, don't worry. I've tried. I I went through all of these things. Like I had to learn from experience. So I don't judge anybody. This is Unfortunately, what we're being bombarded with in social media, which is, you know, go on these quick fix diets and everything's going to be okay. And we just, you know, eat less, work out more. It's still out there. It's hammered into our brain. It doesn't matter how much we tell you that calories, it's not, it's not that simple as calorie in, calorie out. It still doesn't matter. Women are still obsessed about it and still want to know what their macros are, how much calories they're taking and thinking that that is going to suddenly start working. They've been doing it for years, can't lose weight. 
And yet I tell them to stop doing it and they're just, they lose it. They think, well, how am I possibly ever going to lose weight? And it's like, put the weight loss aside for a little while and just simply nourish your body. Because for some women that are that bad, that have trashed their system, it can take for adrenals, just for an example, it can take a year, some for some people, two years to recover from adrenal insufficiency. Sometimes you have to detect whether or not there's an infection and that can take some time to get rid of. Like someone might have Lyme disease, mold toxicity, heavy metals. Like, so you have to remove all of these things before you put the efforts into losing weight because or else it just won't work. Right. Right. So how do you communicate that to your patients, your, your clients? Because I know all my listeners are a little bit on the impatient side. So especially if, if they're one of my patients, they, they want the results and I know, and I understand and I've been there and I've been frustrated as you have. How do you educate your clients on that patience aspect and how long it may take? Well, I usually like to say like, it took you a while to get where you are. So you have, for some people I've heard before, and I don't know if this is true, that however long you've been sick for or overweight, it's going to take half that amount of time to get to reverse it where they come up with that. I don't know, but all I know is that it can take some time for some people. Now I've also heard that the hormones have a three month cycle. And so I've heard that, you know, so I do tell women, you know, give whatever I'm telling you, just give it three months. Don't try to lose weight. Just do what I've told you to do and be patient with yourself. Just give it three months and then we'll see, we'll, we'll say, okay, where are you at? What's happened in the last three months? A lot of the time you can put these women on certain supplements or on a certain diet um, because it matches their hormonal profile. You could put them on, uh, replace some of their hormones. If they're in perimenopause and they're struggling, you could, you can replace the hormones and within a few months they've lost, they've lost 10 pounds. I've seen that happen. So there can be these quick fixes that can happen. um, And it's usually not, because you've been, it's not because you've been starving yourself or working out more. It's because you've either replaced those hormones or you've supported the hormonal system. And then it now balances itself out. And then the body just lets go. And it's a beautiful thing when that happens. And it does happen. I've worked with so many women that this is the case. And I just say, you have to be patient, give it three months. I always say, just give it three months and then we'll read, we'll, we'll look at it and we'll see if your body's ready to lose some weight and we'll, we'll go from there. And usually people can wrap their head around three months. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right? That's not that long. That's no. not that long time. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So on the hormonal front then, since you said basically hormones change and cycle over the course of three months, then how do you work with women to get the most out of the bioidentical hormone therapy that you use if if they need that? If you yeah. test thoroughly, you find this is what we need to do, um, then what? Um, so when I, with bioidentical hormones, it, they shouldn't just be slapped on willy nilly. Like you guys in the States, you guys can go over the counter and buy your hormones for most of them. Um, estrogen, progesterone, DHEA, pregnenolone, they can all be bought over the counter. And so a lot of women will just, oh, let's just slap these things on and then wonder why they're gaining weight from their estrogen or why they don't feel very good on the progesterone or whatever it is or why nothing's happening. 
Because your body still has to be prepared to take on those bioidentical hormones, which means if you have a gut problem, you've got leaky gut, you've got maybe an autoimmune condition, you've got a thyroid problem, whatever it is, but if there's any gut issue whatsoever in there, whether it's you could have a parasite infection, H. pylori, just simply bad digestive system, IBS, uh, the list goes on. If your gut isn't prepared, then taking things like estrogen, even if your body needs it, the the gut needs to have the right bacteria. It's called estrobolone. If it doesn't have that, then it's going to reabsorb your estrogen. So you you put your estrogen on, your body filters it through, puts it into your gut, and your gut's not prepared for it. And now your body's going to re-put it into the system and then you put on more the next day and then more the next day. Well, now the estrogen levels are going and suddenly you're bloated and you don't feel good and you're gaining weight rapidly and you're going, oh, well, screw these hormones. I'm not doing this. This is making me fat. Um, Things like that. Liver, your liver has to be working well. If you're drinking every night and you're drinking your one or two glasses of wine, which is extremely common, um, that alone will make it so your body will not take on hormones very well because your liver's being taxed. And when it's having to deal with all the alcohol that's coming into your system, mm-hmm. then when you start slapping on hormones, the body, once again, can't filter out and process those hormones properly and they just get recirculated. So then we go into a hormone dominant state. So you have to fix up the gut. You have to make sure your gut bacteria is on point. You have have to, you know, and that can take different things, right? Right. So if you've got any sort of a gut problem, you want to get that cleared up before you start taking hormones. You want to be exercising. You want to be moving your system because you want that estrogen to circulate properly throughout your body and the progesterone. And so things like that, you want to make sure that you're not too stressed out because stress is going to steal your progesterone (laughs) and your body then can't utilize the progesterone the way it should. So you want to make sure your, your stress is in check, you're eating the right foods, your gut is healthy, 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 and so is your liver. And then when you use the hormones it can be, oh, it can be like the miracle. <laughs> it really can. It can just be so glorious and you can feel so much better. And then when you put the efforts into losing weight, the body has the right machinery to let go of the fat finally. Because without those hormones, your body, that is not, you don't have the right machinery to lose weight. We need estrogen. If we don't have it, estrogen gets a really bad rep. And when estrogen's too high, it'll make you gain weight. And we have a lot of uh, xenoestrogens in our environment, which are creating obesogens and making it hard for us to lose weight. But as you go through perimenopause and menopause, the estrogen starts to drop and it is just as detrimental as too much estrogen as well as the low estrogen. So low estrogen can create insulin resistance. It can create leptin resistance. It can create your high cholesterol. It even has a factor in non-alcoholic fatty liver disease. So we need the estrogen for our body to lose weight. But if your body can't handle the estrogen because it doesn't have the right setup, the the right grounds, the garden work for it, it's going to make you gain weight. So you need all of these little things in place. And then when you use those hormones, the body will go, okay, now we have what it takes to lose weight. It all comes together and just everything works so beautifully. Yeah. Yeah. 
last thing I really want you to speak on before I let you go is dim. So, so many women, just like you said, are scared of estrogen. They might self-diagnose them. You know, oh, I must have estrogen resistant or estrogen dominance because I read about it. So they start throwing down some dim and indole-3-carbinol. Can you speak on that a bit? Yeah, it's interesting because I have a blog post on my website called something like how to detox estrogen or how to get rid of estrogen dominance. It's the most visited post on my entire website. <laughs> we'll link to that. We'll link to that in the show notes. Yeah, yeah. you can find it easily. Yeah, it is, a, it is a real problem. We do have way too much xenoestrogens in our environment. And if you test your hormones, here's the thing. If you test your estrogen, you, it, we can't test for xenoestrogens. So you could have low estrogen and high xenoestrogens. And your receptors, your hormone receptors, which is, I always think of it as this like little hand that's sticking out of the cell and it's grabbing on to hormones and bringing it into the cell. If the, the receptors for estrogen will prefer xenoestrogens over real estrogen. So if your body's being bombarded by xenoestrogens, that hormone receptor site is going to take in fake chemical estrogen over your natural estrogen, which you do not want. It's terribly toxic to your body. So you have to get rid of as much xenoestrogens in your environment as possible. And if you're still in your fertile years, taking DIM can help with that. So DIM can help to bind to these toxic estrogens as well, though, as your own estrogen. Same with um, a product, another product that's very popular for estrogen detoxification is calcium deglucurate. It's really good for breaking, helping the body to break the estrogen down in the gut. So the combination of the two can be excellent for somebody that's got too much estrogen in their body. But on the flip side, if you are taking bioidentical hormones, you're in perimenopause or menopause, we know your estrogen is low, that will get rid of your estrogen farther. Like scientific research actually shows that those products will lower your estrogen. It's at the same time lowering your xenoestrogen, I mean your, yeah, xenoestrogens, but it can, it can also get rid of your good estrogen. So you have to be really careful. It's, I see a lot of women in menopause because they've told, been told this is good, yeah. taking DIM. And a little bit could be okay because we do want to get rid of those xenoestrogens, but you just need to be tuned into your system. And if you're taking you know, bioidentical estrogen, you're still getting hot flashes, then you may want to drop that and see if it helps. Same with phytoestrogens even, like good plant estrogens. Yep. They will compete for the same receptors as your bioidentical estrogen is, in a, and it's going to be a weak in a weaker form. So when you do bioidentical hormones, it's, it's, it can be beneficial actually not to take those things and instead support your digestive system and support your liver so that your liver can take care of the xenoestrogens. Then you can, your body will be able to handle the bioidentical hormones better and you don't need to take the DIM and the calcium deglucurate. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Makes total sense. Perfect sense. And that's exactly what I wanted you to talk on because so many people are taking the dim and the indole. And and it all it goes back to 
what you said in the very, very, very beginning, we're putting, we're spending money on supplements, 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 and not doing the simple things. I mean, even just, you know, don't drink a glass of wine every night to help your liver. Don't take Tylenol like it's going out of style. That's going to pound your liver. And then that's going to have an effect on hormones. So you might be sitting there thinking, well, I'm doing everything right. I bought the organic shampoo and body wash. Yeah, you're drinking wine and taking Tylenol. Yes, yes, exactly, Amy, exactly. Yeah, Yeah. good, very good point. So thank you for all of your knowledge today. I want you to tell people, we are going to link to that blog post that you mentioned, and we're going to link to every, your site, everything. So please tell people how they can find you, the testing that you spoke about that's on your site. So Yeah, karenmartel.com. There's a quiz on there that helps you to figure out which hormone could be causing you the most grief. It's going to come with a two-week hormone meal plan and a little ebook, which is great and helps you just get started out um, trying to figure out this hormonal mess that you might be in. And then, of course, there's so much great info on the podcast, The Other Side of Weight Loss. And I think those between those two, you're going to get the most information from me. Yes. Absolutely. Your podcast is amazing. So thank Thank you so much for sharing and for being on here. And you'll be on again. So we can talk for hours. So we'll try (laughs) to break that up into multiple podcasts. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Awesome. Okay. Thanks, Amy. All right. Thank you so much.